0: Hello, and so welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Pearl Bar and Dining. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess with co-host Jason Rendon of Seattle Wine Exchange. Hello there. And we have special guest, Brenton of Bonza Bash. Hi,
1: L.B. How you doing?
0: <laughs> doing awesome. How are you doing?
1: Fantastic.
0: Oh, my gosh. Our mics are nice and loud. I love this. Okay, so, oh, this is why. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting feedback, and I'm trying to figure out why I'm getting feedback. It was confusing me. <laughs> We're at Pearl, and um, it's Pearl Bar and Dining. Hello, Pearl Bar and Dining, and in the heart
1: of Bellevue. In the
0: heart of Bellevue, it's right across from the Westin, and just across and down from the Macy's and and Cheesecake Factory and all there. So it's right here in the middle of the whole entertainment district. Um, you know, they they have such a swank feel, and for a Monday, this is probably one of the most happening places we've been to on a Monday.
1: Totally, yeah. There's a bunch of people here tonight. Great.
0: Gotta love it. Well, today's show is brought to you by Pearl Bar and Dining, and we are going to be chatting today about attitude, socially acceptable and unacceptable, as well as our socially savvy hints. We get to hear from Brenton about the Bonza Bash New Year's Eve party that he is putting on. How's everyone doing today? How was everyone's Thanksgiving?
1: Thanksgiving was great. Yeah, I ended up uh, going down to Portland with some friends, do Thanksgiving down there, a bit of wine tasting, and then back to Seattle.
0: Oh, that sounds like it was divine. Yeah, it was great. I love wine tasting. Uh-huh. I miss wine tasting. We haven't had much time for that lately, but hoping soon to do more. What about you, Jason? You have a very untraditional um, type of uh, Thanksgiving. Right. You
2: know, kind of pseudo-traditional, you know, uh, not pseudo-traditional where everybody hangs out, we have fun and all that, and, uh, you know, drink lots of wine, ice cream, you know, it's it's fun. It's nice to cook for people, have friends over, you know, invite some of our, you know, single friends who don't have family in the area, so they come down, say hello. That's what we did. We you invited know. some people who didn't have a place to go. Right. It was you know, pretty they swoop cool. in, swoop out. It's always fun. And then and some of us had to work the next day for half the day, which was kind of like a waste, but,
0: you know. <laughs> well, mine wasn't a half day. I worked uh, 11 hours a day after Thanksgiving. Ouch. <laughs> that whole Black Friday thing. That was just a ton of fun. But they say that the average American um, eats 3,000 calories on Thanksgiving. Just that one day, yeah. Just that
1: one day. Now, I was watching this thing on Mythbusters. You guys watch Mythbusters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were testing, actually, you know, because there's the whole um, thing where turkey makes you tired. You know, yeah. The more oh, yeah. You, the no, more
0: yeah. I heard about that.
1: Yeah, and they were actually testing it out to see if it was the, um, the chemical in the turkey or if it was something else. And it turns out that it's it not actually the, the chemical in the turkey; it's just the fact that people eat so much right. on Thanksgiving, which drinkies. makes them really tired. Yeah,
0: it's the carbohydrates the, it's and the, the beverages and the wine. The food, yes, yeah, yes.
1: Which does it? So.
0: I thought that was funny. So they found that the turkey itself has absolutely no issues. It's everything else you eat and drink with it that yes. creates the issues. Exactly. Oh my goodness! What a man. how much fun was that? I I, I absolutely adore and Thanksgiving. No,
2: Thanksgiving weekend is also the weekend that people go out to the safari
0: and they hunt their Christmas tree. They I hunt know
2: their I did. Christmas I tree. I found mine, stocked it, put it down, and got it. <laughs> See, my <laughs>
0: Christmas tree resides in my attic or basement. <laughs> i one of those, is, I want my Christmas to all kinds of fancy things like spin around and what? be able to form the arms. and <laughs> I rely on pretty room sprays like Joe Malone's um, pine and eucalyptus spray. I spray everything with that. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's my favorite.
1: That sounds like a pretty serious <laughs> Christmas tree.
0: Well, that, it's one of five. One of five. I'm, I'm a little ridiculous when it comes to Christmas. Wow, I thought I was doing good with my one. <laughs> well, it, it's
1: good to have options, though, basically.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't decide on my decorations. are very specific. So I have one red and white. I have one that's like icicles and crystals. I have my Nordstrom one that I bought from Nordstrom. I, I'm, I'm just ridiculous. Wow. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. got to love it. So we are here at Pearl and we're very excited. We have Chef Bradley who is going to be with us. Um and from what I understand, we have a very special drink that we get to be trying tonight.
3: We've got a couple of special cocktails for you.
0: I'm excited to hear them. Yes, I'm just making sure your mic is up. Perfect, perfect. There we go. Now we can hear you. So with the fourth anniversary coming up, tell us tell us a little bit while we're waiting for the beverage, you come over, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you guys started, because you guys have an interesting story.
3: Well, we opened here about four years ago. Actually, on November 18th, I think, was the date. You know, in November of 2008. Now, that was a good time to start
0: a well, That was a great time. <laughs> Very well positioned.
3: So, uh, Michael and I got together. Are we live? We, yeah, we're good. Just be quiet. And keep talking. So we've been here for four years, and right in the middle of downtown Bellevue, we love the neighborhood. And, and you know what's unique about about what Michael and I have here at Pearl is that we are the, we're the only owner-operator in the neighborhood. You know, yeah. There's all these chains and all these guys. I mean, you could be in Dallas, Texas, and have the same lineup of restaurants down the street. Oh yeah. And they all do a nice job. Don't get me wrong. But it's nice to have a guy that you know Michael and I have here. Pearl right so anyway. And, you know, we like to feature a lot of local products, and, and we, have a great, we have a great staff here that's been here for a long time. A lot of people have been here essentially open, and, I mean, we couldn't do it without them. That's what really makes this place special. You know, we've got kind of a fun vibe, and the bar's fun, and the dining room's great, and yeah, people love the menu. It changes all the time. And, and um, we just kind of get to do our own thing, and that's what's great.
0: Well, you have such a nice – I mean, it, what I love about the layout, you've got this whole swanky, sophisticated, very sexy area right in the middle – You've got the, the booth back there that has the curtains that you can kind of close things off. So it gives people that, ooh, who's that back there? And then you have the little tables along the side. So, if you know, you're coming in for a first day. Yeah, it's, it's far atmosphere, but there's a place where you can, like, kind of get to know people. And then you've got the main bar, and it's just always hopping and jumping. I mean, like I was saying, for a Monday night, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it feels good.
4: I
3: mean, what we wanted to create, we wanted to create layers. You know, there's different heights. There's different sense of oh, colors, yeah. you know even the even the uh, the pearl essence you know is it is it a a, a dark pearl of uh, the silvers all those sort of things it all kind of works together in the layering and that's kind of how we put everything together here the food is you know has a lot of depth of flavor and a, lot it's of, so yeah,
0: it's it. a lot of a different flavor to it yeah,
3: yeah. So anyway, this coming Thursday night, we've got our fourth anniversary.
0: Which, congratulations, by Thank the way, especially much. starting off in most difficult times and then continuing to grow. <laughs>
3: so we always partner with a, a local charity, and uh-huh. this year we we are partnering with JDRF, uh, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, and so part of the proceeds from dinner will go to that. Uh, we're going to take a little door for the bar late. We'll all go to the JDRF, and, and we're doing a drawing. We've got this great wine, wine package. We've got all that. We've got this huge box of magnos. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh yeah! Uh, so that's all part of the drawing, and um, so a uh, kind of a, pr- a price fix dinner in the dining room. We'll do about a hundred dinners that night because that's all. We're just going to do one turn, uh-huh. and then the party in the bar starts about nine, and um, just a, kind of our our fun vibe. And it'll probably work its way into the dining room and the whole thing. I uh, love
4: it! I love it!
3: Tonight we're going to look at a couple. We've created a couple of specialty drinks uh-huh. for the event. So we're going to uh, we're going to send one your way. In fact, we don't even have a name for this one yet.
0: That's what I heard. I was like, oh, we get, to, we get to hear about this drink first. You know, I, that's the kind of thing I absolutely
3: love. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a tough job. You know, you have to sample all the cocktails and make sure they're done so just
0: right. I know. Know. It's
1: a very tough job, but someone's going to do it.
0: Well, and, exactly. and who better to do it than... Mr. Bradley, Mr. Michael. Right. So
3: we're going to send over a couple of cocktails. I've got to get, I'm kind of back and forth into the kitchen tonight, so I'm going to sneak back out and bring you a couple of appetizers, but we're going to send a couple of cocktails your way. Awesome. You. Well,
0: let us know if you decide the name of the drink here before we finish, and we will very proudly announce this beverage. There it
3: is. That was Elena that just brought us this. And uh, I don't know if it. she's come up with a name for it yet, but...
0: So tell us a little bit about what's in it.
3: Well, I know that it's, uh, it's uh, orange, but... A little pink grapefruit juice, a little bit of uh, a little bit of Campari. That glass didn't break. Good job. (laughs) Uh, And a couple specialty things: it's buttered with a little bit
0: of fresh basil. Ooh, it sounds actually kind of healthy.
3: Oh yeah, it's healthy. Uh, (laughs) And then we're also going to show you our our shiso drop, which is which is kind of our signature martini. Uh huh. Um, So we'll send that over as well. Will
0: you be the coach? I'm excited. This will be fun. Well, thank you so much, Michael, or Bradley. So, Jason, go ahead, and why don't you do the very first taste and give us an idea of okay, exactly what enough. we've got going on here. Yeah, so,
4: so we've got enough to
2: I know. I'm excited
0: to try it here. Okay. I love the presentation. It's very elegant in its presentation. Very
2: simple. Ooh, that's (laughs) yummy.
0: That is really good. How very fun. I'm excited to hear what this drink is going to be called. (laughs) It's very nice. very refreshing. It is. It's got a... um, The thing I like about grapefruit, number one, it is one of those things that does help you to digest certain foods properly, but it also has a very fresh, crisp flavor to it. I love that. Okay, so let's go ahead and move forward here. Now that we've tasted something, I know we've got some food coming, but uh, let's chat a little bit about what our topic is, which this week's topic is socially savvy attitude. Um, And like any good show, I insist on doing the... um, what do you call it, the description or definition. That's what I'm thinking, the definition of what it is. And so our definition for attitude comes across as this, a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that is reflected in a person's behavior. Um, the second is a position of the body proper or implied in an action or mental status. Attitude. Okay, so that would be kind of like a when you put your hand on your hip and you flip your hair, that's an attitude. Um, then individual, individuality and self-confidence as manifested by behavior or appearance. With something like style, your attitude comes through and how you dress and how you act. One of the things, the reason I chose attitude to, to talk about is going into the holidays, I think social, the social interactions, because of the whole social media, has come to a level where you have people who really don't know what they're doing you have people who want to know what to do
4: Um,
0: and then you have the people who are used to socializing and in that mix of people you get because there are no set boundaries and and like go-to books really that that people run to easily um, the holidays you get a lot of crossover from what people think what what people would do in in what they consider normal social settings. So right now, one of the main normal social settings people think of is networking. And today's show, I wanted to chat a little bit about when you're in the holidays, this is not about networking. Your attitude needs to be positive, and it needs to be focused on the the spirit of socializing. So I thought we would chat a little bit about that, about uh, just kind of what... When you're going out in public and you're gonna be at some of these events, remember this is a festive time of year. This is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be inviting, and everybody's supposed to feel good. So <laughs> that's a lot of stress. <laughs> Jason, only you could make having fun stressful. <laughs>
2: Okay, they don't be there. exactly if the
0: Exactly. And and trying to keep that positive attitude. If you're gonna go out in public and in a time of year I mean, this is really a time of year where people are looking for that positive attitude. If they're going out they're they're hoping um to see that holiday cheer. They're hoping to be a part of that. And I think a lot of a lot of it can get lost if you feel like you're going out to socialize with a purpose. And so I guess I think we, what I'm saying is is shift your purpose from networking to true socializing, which means you're going to get to know somebody a lot better and probably end up uh, developing a deeper relationship that may result in something greater versus going in there and doing, uh, oh, hey, I'm in a social event, so everybody needs to know that I'm in multi-level marketing or that I'm in sales or that I am doing something. Totally So now with you, what do you find is the the biggest um, compromise with attitude as far as, like, what you deal with?
4: So I would say
1: certainly at this time of year, um, obviously there's a lot of parties and there's a lot of social events. And so when people are going out to these parties and social events, in general, everyone's having a great time. Um, Everyone's, you know, doing holiday parties, Christmas parties for their work. Uh, a lot of different, you know, friends will have holiday parties. And so I think for the most part, when people are out at social holiday events, that they are um, they're having a great time, they're feeling good. It's kind of the end of the year, they're starting to wind down. And it's a good opportunity to catch up with friends and family and some people that you don't get to see for a while. So definitely in the social events that, that kind of we're involved with at Bontabash Bash and whatnot, you find people generally have a really positive attitude this time of year. Obviously, if you're uh, battling the malls for the deals on Black Friday or or whatnot, then it can be a little bit more
2: challenging. You need to you know, come mentally prepared. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about this previously. Is you know when you go out shopping, it's like you know don't expect to get in and get out. Not right now. Not
0: at this time of Realize you,
2: you got to find a parking spot and take advantage of the valets that are there. Some people sit there and say, Oh no, I'm not to do that. So it's, over, I live up in North. Think about how familiar. much gas
0: you're going to save not driving around the all parking the wood lot. Mall. Totally. It's
2: worth paying them their money to drive <laughs> your car and park it for you. Peace of mind. Remember, don't store your valuables. Don't bring your diamond watch and all that. Keep that at home. Drop the car off. Go do your shopping. Get your car and go home. It's worth the extra cash. Time, money, and effort. That's,
0: you Yeah. Know, no, I think that's a good attitude. That's a good.
1: Yeah, I, I had to brave Bellevue Square Mall uh, on the weekend, and I totally forgot so about sorry. that valet. But <laughs> I, I wish I had remembered, because it would have been a great, uh, great opportunity to take, uh, great t- to take v- advantage of that mm-hmm. uh, valet opportunity. I think it costs you like five bucks or seven bucks or something, and then you it's can get really in and beautiful. out really quick.
0: Yeah. It is, and they usually give you a little tag, and you, when you're walking from the store over, you can call and say, "Hey, I'll be there in two minutes. Please have my car ready." I mean. And the other thing is, is you're supporting somebody who's, who's got a seasonal job. So that's another great thing. You know, for the $5, you're supporting somebody for the holiday season and making your life easier.
1: That's true. I think if only for the mental sanity,
2: it's worth, uh, it's worth doing. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. Definitely. And also, you know, for those, uh, we, I've had this brought up in a different thing. Would you tip your uh, driver who drives your car off? It's in, anywhere between 10 to 20% of whatever you're paying for the storage. You know, so if you're paying seven dollars, it's a dollar to two dollars. If it's pouring down rain, they're getting the car. Think about three. The two dollars, yeah, two to three
0: dollars, yeah, exactly. So these guys work hard. They do, and they usually try to hustle too, so that's always a good thing. So we're
2: tasting the uh, seared prawns, the pan-seared prawns. It's a little spicy, a little garlicky. I love spice. It's you know that? Really nice. Comes in a little square, little plate, and you get uh, six, a uh, good-sized prawns, not huge. Very
0: tender. I'm having a very Latina moment. I'm reaching across. And and Brenton is so polite. He's got his little plate, and I'm just, like, reaching and dipping.
2: (laughs) So here's some insight. I love that. so good. Here's some insight on prawns. This kind of came up. So prawns that come from the Gulf, there's three kinds. There's brown, white, and pink. The browns are traditionally what you get. If you get your prawns from closer to Texas, they have a taste of iodine. That's because of the kelp they eat on. Oh if you wow! It closer to Louisiana, it's not so much. I never knew that. Right, and also here's something else. This came up on a, a Facebook blog that I I watch the um, post. If your shrimp smells like ammonia, get rid of it. Any fish any ammonia, take it away. Get We're it gone. And,
0: something's wrong. If it wrong. smells like
2: bleach, get it not gone.
0: Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm cracking myself up, guys. Sorry. If
2: it smells a little bit like bleach, it's not necessarily wrong. The bleach is usually from the water. What some, but not all, commercial uh, fishermen, they put bleach in their water to retard bacteria when they're out in the ocean so they can stay out longer. Oh. With the idea that when they come back, they flush their tanks. Sometimes they don't do such a good job. So, and they're talking like regular household bleach. I know it's scary to think about it that way, but it's, it's been an ongoing thing. When I was an apprentice... Many, many moons ago in Texas, I saw them. The guy grabbed the counter, he poured it in the water. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, this wards off the bacteria because they're not swimming. They're just existing. So, And some stores don't rinse it off well. That's something to look forward to. Now, our, our good quality markets that have their, their shrimp in water, uh, like spot prawns that are around here, those spot prawns are live. If you want the qual- the best, for those that don't go fishing for their prawns, if you go to it's like Central Market or Taylor Silverfish, when they have the spot prawns live in water, that is your pure essence of strength. Wow. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's a Northwest specialty, believe it or not. It comes in seasons here. So. Interesting.
0: That and oysters. Huh? Uh,
2: oh, oysters, yeah. oysters come yeah, in series season, right? different varieties are growing here in Northwest compared to like three down in Louisiana. Well, like and, and apparently, this
0: is the best time of year to order oysters oh, yeah. because they're not, the temperatures aren't fluctuating. It's cooler temperatures. And yep. apparently, that g- grows or creates better tasting bigger oysters
1: i think i've just learned more about seafood in the past you know two minutes than i have in a whole season of deadliest catch
0: oh my gosh <laughs> that's <is> too
2: funny <laughs> yeah, that catch just i a love it reminder pop chips a socially savvy favorite delicious on natural healthier than pop that's pop chips when they said it couldn't be done they raised the snack bar thanks to the magic of popping they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping the fake stuff out and more than half the fat of fried chips uh, with tint flavors, there is something for everyone. Find them
0: at your grocery store and convenience store near you. And they have corn chips now. Yes, I've actually had it. They're really good. I know. I'm excited. I keep waiting. I've been trying to get a hold of them, and with the holidays, it's crazy. It's like our listeners want to try the corn chips. We can't wait. <laughs> do we have any hints this week? Do we? We have tons of events, but no, I don't hints. Do we have any kids?
2: Hints. Socially hints. savvy hints. Oh
0: yes, we it's do have some socially here, savvy hints. You got to come on down, well, the first thing is I wanted to just, just remind people, for your attitude, just remember, the holidays are not a time for pushing agendas or imposing opi- um, opinions. It's a time to develop true, natural, social connections. Yep. And the best way to do this, if you're not really good with people, uh, there's a couple of basic fundamentals. Listen, show interest, uplift people, and celebrate. Yep. You can't go wrong. If, you, if you're not used to people and you're looking for it, it's like, okay, I don't go out very much, but I really am going to go to this fundraiser because there's like tons of fundraisers. And that's when a lot of people, maybe they have had smaller kids, they're starting to reinvest into their social oh, life. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? I remember when my kids got, finally got old enough that we could do babysitting. I was like, oh, yes, let's go out. Now, where are we going to go? I don't even know what to do. <laughs> but if you put it keep it in the back of your mind, write it in your, on your hand, listen. Show interest, uplift people, and celebrate. Yeah. And you can't go wrong during the holidays. Nope, can't.
1: I think that's good advice. I thought so. I'd also say that for those people who don't really go out that much, I mean, this is a great time to start going out, start hitting a few new events, you know, maybe go to a party with a friend of a friend or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's in generally best their in such best. a great mood. Yeah. You know, it's the, you, the best holiday season.
2: And yeah.
0: I would totally agree with that. That's a good one.
2: Delicious
0: times. Delicious. Speaking of delicious times, if you have never been down here to the Pearl, oh, my gosh, talk about delicious food. Earlier we had their um, truffle, fries. truffle fries. So good. We kept looking. I was like, where's the ketchup? And we started eating a couple, and then before we knew, there was no. It was really good. We, was I now know why they don't deliver it with ketchup, because ketchup would ruin it. <laughs> it was overpowering. It was not overpowering. It was very nice. And I think they also added a little bit of blue cheese into it. It was very fun.
2: Wine is the healthful and most hygienic of beverages. wine Louis, is? Yes. Louis Pissar. Uh,
0: Pissar. I did not know this. I love it when you find these fun little facts.
2: I like food. I like wine. Because everything else is either illegal or immoral. So,
0: food and wine. Illegal or immoral. That's too funny. <laughs> okay. So, let's go bounce into our socially savvy hints. Because, you know, we like to start off with the... the what, do, what do we... Subtle. We'd like to start off with a subtle. Give you it's ideas. It's
2: important to kind of give subtle hints because some friends need it.
0: So my socially savvy hint is when talking with people, remember, it's not up to you to correct everything people are doing when you're out socializing. All right. That's about as subtle as I could get with that. <laughs> I know when you raise kids... And you see somebody do something or say something wrong because of where our society is. We have a natural tendency to be helpful. Can I tell you how many hide behind the guise of being helpful and try to fix or correct something? When you're out socially, it's really not the place to do that. I you want, want to? These are full-grown adults, and you can actually do more damage by trying to correct or fix something than by just letting it slide underneath the table. And, and if, you're, if it's a close friend, you know, if they have a booger hanging out of their nose, okay, yeah, definitely hand them a, a napkin and say, you know. You, but when we're talking about out. faux pas and speech or, or things, you know, maybe they said something and somebody's, a, you know, obviously not taking it very well. You can do little things to direct their attention to it, but pull them aside. Don't do it in front of other people because, honestly, it ends up making you look like an ass on top of, you're jeopardizing a relationship that now you're not going to get anywhere with it anyway.
2: Yeah. That's true. I was at a, had a meeting with a bunch of people, and we're all kind of standing around at the hotel, and we're all talking business, and one of the guys had his zipper down. So instead of calling him out, I thought i would be kind of cool. I took a sticky note, and I kind of wrote down, barn doors open. And I kind of folded it, and I waited a little bit, and I made it nonchalantly, handed him the note, and he gets the note, and we're all talking, he reads it, and he opens it up, and he's like, Barn door open, like, talks out loud. And then he realizes, like, oh, dang. So. Well, you tried at least.
0: You know, the thing that cracks me up about that is I had a situation where I was writing something down. Oh, my gosh, they just brought something else to the table. It looks absolutely fabulous. I'll have to find out what that is. I had a situation where
3: I wrote something
0: down on a piece of paper because it was in a public place, and I didn't want it vocalized. You know, there's right. people around, and when it comes to account numbers and stuff like that, so I wrote this little note, and I passed it to the retailer person across from me, and she picks it up, and she reads it out loud, and I looked right at her, and I'm, I was dumbstruck, and, and I actually looked at her and said, did you think that I wrote it down for nothing? I, 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 why did you think I wrote it down? Right. And, and then there was like nothing there. She was completely vacant.
1: <laughs> it's like an odd reaction, though. If someone hands you a piece of paper,
2: why would you first... The
1: first reaction made be to read it
2: out loud.
0: That's what I thought. You I didn't get write that. just want
2: funny, like, I have a booger up my nose. Oh, I just want to read that.
0: And, and I feel like, and, and this is where, I, when you're a certain thought process, this is where you don't get it, because they have all those warnings on labels. Yeah. This is made of plastic. Don't chew and try to swallow whole. Hey, I mean, that just seems so absurd. But when you start dealing with people on this one-on-one and realizing... It's like those little those, uh, <laughs> Who <would do> that?
2: <laughs> those silica chips, the silica pellets that you get in electronics. So oh, tiny. yes. Yeah. And I, it's, See, it's they're not Canadians edible. It's make fun of this all the time. It's like, oh, look, I get a stereo and a pack of chickpeas. Yes. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, well, not y-
1: you know that they put that on there for a reason, right? At some point, someone's been eating those things.
0: Well, yeah, they're trying to save the stupid people. Yeah. And here's the thing. Natural selection will take care of that for us. That's true. You do
2: Darwin Awards. You remember those? Remember in, yeah. in high school? What were they? Darwin Awards. I think S- they still go Oh my right? gosh! I forgot about
0: those. Those would be funny. Oh, I think we need to instigate that again.
2: All right, so we're into our second, second tasting. Drink, oh my gosh, going I love that. Our uh, shisu, probably senso shisu. How do you say that? Drink wild
0: drop.
2: Shishu wild. Yeah, shisu wild drop. Uh, it it's got is really bee, pretty. kisha vodka triple house lemon sour muddled. Seashell leaf, huckleberry tea, sugar rim. Seashell leaf oh my goodness. is I love a, that. A, a a kind of a, like a basil leaf, but it's a jap like a basil uh, Japanese basil leaf, so it's not as pungent. And of course, acacia is that wow, little, that's little really berry. Nice. That is delicious. Mm. Little berry on there, and uh, it comes in a martini glass with a sugared rim. I it's
0: almost have...
1: like a Sweeter, a different kind of tasting version of a mojito.
0: Yeah, I, oh, yeah. And, Ooh, and I'm not good. a big mojito fan, so I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, that. That really is nice. pretty cool. Okay, so Jason, what is it we have in front of here? They actually brought us... Oh, and it's a pull-apart. This looks beautiful. This well-plated. It looks to be pork.
2: Yes,
4: it perhaps? is definitely
0: a pork.
2: Uh, it is a uh, seared pork belly uh, that they have here on their menu. It's really tasty, very delicious. Um,
4: uh,
2: roasted, it's got a balsamic brown butter glaze and a soy ginger cabbage, which is there on the left there. It's very it nice. It just took like half very of it. Very flaky. <laughs> very, very flaky. Mmm, very tasty, not too salty.
0: This is absolutely gorgeous. One of the things I do love about Pearl, oh Lord, okay, so not doing that. I'll just take a little piece. Um, Their presentation, I like that they have smaller portions, so yes. you don't have to feel like... You know, you're eating this gigantua. They have a, a, which we haven't brought up, they have a full dining area in the back. Oh, yeah. It's really nice because you get back there and they've got some sound um, dampeners so you can get back there and you can have a really nice meal. Yeah. And their, their meal sizes are fabulous. But they're, they're small plates. I, I love it because they really, truly are a small plate. One to two people can enjoy them without going, I'm going to need it to go.
1: <laughs> well, that's really nice. This is the first time I've eaten that pearl. I've been here a bunch of times previously, but...
0: I know, we always come for drinks. Really good.
2: Oh, yeah, very,
0: very delicious. Ooh, it has a a glaze, a sweet glaze on it.
2: That balsamic glaze that you taste.
0: That is really delicious. Now, I've known Bradley, um, the chef here. They just opened Coral as well here a, a few months ago. I've known them for a couple of years. I came and covered their second anniversary party or first first or second I can't it's been a few years and it's so much fun when you get to meet a chef um, they take so much pride in creating new uh, flavor adventures for people that I think that's part of the appeal of what makes Pearl so great being you know owned you know you walk in it's kind of like a cheers bar you know when you walk in you're going to see one of the owners you do it's It's also good good to hear
1: like the story behind things you know oh I love that it's not just a Standard chain where you know everything is kind of generic, and you're going to get the exact same thing here as you are in Texas. Portland or Austin <laughs> or Texas or New York or L.A. or wherever, you know.
0: Well, and I think that's where the whole local appeal comes in because, yeah, we do have our our national chains that we absolutely adore, um, but to have places, especially on some you know, so swank, like on the east side, to have something that has this kind of culture and history behind it. I love it. You know, have seen
2: some of the owners are here, the chefs, they're all approachable. I love Restaurants, when they're approachable, they say hello and all that. You know, yeah, they're not your best friend, but they're very approachable. They want to talk to you. They're genuinely interested in what you have to say.
0: I would totally Definitely. agree with that.
2: So, loving it?
0: Well, I think cult. um, with uh, speaking about holidays... Yes, and fun things coming up. We have Mr. Brenton here with Bonza Bash, and we did Bonza Bash Halloween. We did. We talked about Bonza Bash Halloween last year, um, and this is the first time we've gotten a jump on New Year's Eve with you. That's true. So for people who've been to your Halloween, that's a little bit more of a casual, fun, playful event. Yes. And but this New Year's Eve, talk about stepping it up. So tell us, I was looking at all the details, I was like, wow, okay, it's in a hotel, it sounds yeah. very swank, so give us a feel of what New Year's Eve is, is all about, how many people, and how it differs from the Halloween Bon Sure.
1: So with our events, we always like to try and mix, mix things up a little bit. So we do about an event a quarter, so about one every three months or thereabouts, four per year, and every one of our events has kind of a different theme. They all have a similar undercurrent, which is generally more dressy events, Um, typically. It's a very different kind of event than what you would find at a typical go out to a nightclub for like a Halloween or New Year's Eve or anything like that. And so whereas Halloween is our masquerade costume ball, so there we kind of blend the ability for people to come in, either masquerade if they want to kind of step it up a notch, or costume, which makes it nice and broad and open for a lot of people. New Year's Eve is our kind of black tie, uh, our, our black tie slash semi-formal event. Uh-huh. So we, we really try and crank it up a notch. It's very different than if you were to go to like a standard um, kind of bar or club for a New Year's Eve experience. So we have, uh, as you mentioned, it's at a hotel. It's actually at the Grand Hyatt this year. Which is I love just
0: the, just the name and it's connection beautiful. to that just makes me think elevated. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it's actually really cool because, you know, often we do our events in kind of... We always do them in unique venues, but often, you know, people really like venues like the Saddle Aquarium and things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, because they're, they're just so different and unique. And there's a lot of advantages to doing an event in a venue like that. It's really cool. But by the same token, especially for a New Year's Eve, when you can actually go to an event... And you can sort of go to the party downstairs and then take the elevator up and crash in your room that, that night. That's fabulous. You don't have to worry about driving or, you know, any of that kind Or of getting a cab mm-hmm. at like 2 a.m. on New Year's Eve, which is a horrendous experience.
0: It, Usually full of drama and trauma. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, so when you can kind of combine that, especially for New Year's Eve, it, it just works out really well. So we aim to provide like a, a nice high-end, classy New Year's Eve for people. We have an actual 18-piece big band, so the microphone oh Jazz Orchestra.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah, so that, that's really cool. They're a lot of fun to watch. And we interchange those guys with, uh, with a DJ. Oh, and I so, love that. Uh, one of the oh. DJs locally here, um, DJ Tam from mm-hmm. Kids 106.1. Nice. Oh, that's going to
0: so, be a blast. It's going to be a
1: fun blast. Yeah, it's great, because you kind of get that good blend of... You have the, that, that live experience of the band, and now they're playing a lot of upbeat music, but it's in kind of a big band jazz type style. Right. And then you also have, you know, the DJ, so that people can dance to more top 40 and that kind of music something as well. Do
2: while they're in between. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, it's something, something for everyone. And, you know, we, kinda, we have the band players for a while, the DJ switches out, and, and they kind of trade off. And then we end the night with the DJ. are uh, dancing after midnight.
2: Any uh, specialty cocktails that your guys are serving or anything
0: like that? You're gonna you know, there
1: it? is a specialty cocktail, but uh, I don't know what it is yet.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> so so you've got to go
2: down there and find out, folks. Yeah, so um, we... We should,
0: we should maybe see if you'll let us submit recipes so that our cocktail could <laughs> totally. be featured.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I,
1: I kind of like this one. What is this one that we're drinking here again? Yeah. The um, This is a Sea Show Wild Drop. Sea Show Wild Drop? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. It's,
0: it's this one's really good, yeah. yeah. I
1: maybe I might have to adopt this one.
0: Um, I'm, I'm sure that if credit was due, they would probably <laughs> love it.
1: Good. Yeah, no, it we, we often um, work with the venue and some of our sponsors to create a signature mm. drink for the event. And that that usually happens you know, in the lead-up to the event. So we haven't done that yet, but it'll be there by the time New Year's Eve rolls around.
0: So very excited. Ooh. So where can people find out more information about this? And what do the packages run? What, what are they looking at so that... Some of us who are budget-oriented can think ahead. <laughs> sure, sure.
1: So uh, all of the details are available online at bonzabash.com. So that's B-O-N-Z-A-B-A-S-H.com. Awesome. And you can find all the details there. But fundamentally, our tickets for general admission start at $69. And is then that per person or a couple? That's per person. Okay. All of these are per person. Awesome. And then our VIP offering is at 185 and VIP includes, like, a private entrance and a private code check, and uh, mm. it includes an open bar from 8 till midnight, so you're getting a, a lot of drinks included there, and some light appetizers as well. Uh, and there's also a private VIP lounge, which is a cool cool little area to hang out in. How fun. Um, and then if you really want to step it up, we have an ultra VIP package, which gets you all of those benefits, plus uh, an, an open bar all night, um, so it's fully all-inclusive, and uh, there's a lot more food. In fact, there's even a special menu that you get wow. to order off. So it's kind of like oh nice. uh, like an a la carte, you know, made-to-order menu. So oh, we have a little fun. menu you can choose from, and you get a table and a private server and all this kind of stuff. So if you really want to kind of crank it up a few Get a few friends and
0: together and have a really fabulous experience. Absolutely.
1: But we have table packages for that available as well.
0: Awesome. Um, and
1: then also, if people want to stay, if Bontabash guests want to stay at the hotel... Uh, there's a really good deal from the Hyde, which is like 150 bucks a night. Wow! Which is kind of crazy That's because nice. if if you go to like Expedia or whatnot and try and find it, it's like what? 270. Yeah. So wow. really good deal for Especially sponsor for attendees. Time of the oh, it's New Year's Eve. It's, it's super busy. Yeah. The hotel will definitely be packed out. Uh, yes. it, it will be sold out. It's not yet, but so it will be to So that's code funded word for
2: make your reservations now.
0: right now.
1: I would highly and recommend I, that.
0: As I understand, for our socially savvy listeners, you've put together a discount code for them.
1: I have, yes, yes. So um, if any socially savvy listeners would like to uh, jump online, and you can just follow the instructions on bonzabash. dot com, dot com, to go through the ticket purchase process. And then you can click on the little link that says I have a promotional code. And if you enter socially savvy, uh, just all lowercase, no spaces or anything, so just all one word, socially savvy, then you'll be able to get 5% off uh, general admission tickets.
0: Oh, I love it. Very nice. I love it. Well, and we've, uh, I found your advert, your... um, not advertising, but your in- invite for the event. Yes. And so we have got that out to the Socially Savvy and on our pages. So oh, fantastic. We're excited to we love it to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, it should be a good event. It should be a good event. L- last year was really good. People, people loved it. And so this year we're doing, a, doing it again. It's a different venue from last year. Uh, last year was actually at the Hyatt Olive 8. But this year we've decided to move to the Grand Hyatt because it's a little bit bigger. It gives us a bit more capacity.
0: So but how many people typically, I mean, how many does this particular event host?
1: This particular event will be 1,000 people.
0: Okay, so this is a little bit more intimate, and I know that sounds kind of funny to some people, but from at, what at, you've at the, done in the past. At 1,000
1: people, intimate may not be the right word to describe, but that's kind of well, how we describe compared, it. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, compared to like Bonza Bash Halloween, which is... Definitely. ...2,200 people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> so yeah, we,
1: we do like to make this event a little more intimate, um, so it's a it's 1,000 a people, it's capped at that, and it is... It's a very different kind of experience than our Halloween event, but it's really good. You know, if, if you're looking for a nice kind of sophisticated night out, nice. um, a, a, a good time on New Year's Eve, and be able to like go to a venue and also stay at that same venue, and if you want, if you like the band and the DJ and come of the intermix there, then sponsor bash is an option definitely to check out.
0: I love it. Well, we're excited. I think we're. Um Actually, going to make this event. I like it. <laughs> I don't get to just talk about it, I get to attend.
2: That's fantastic. <laughs> it's fabulous, Mike.
0: It is. And, and uh, you and Bon Sabash have been so gracious as to give us a pair of tickets to give away. We have. We, um, and, and how you can get those tickets as a listener is if you've been listening to the show, all that we're asking you to do is share the show and share uh, your invite on cool. Facebook, um, on your Google Places, on your Twitter. Show us that you've shared it somewhere and you'll be automatically entered into the drawing for those tickets.
1: Sounds great. Good luck.
0: (laughs) Yes, good luck. I may be competing with them. No. (laughs) Okay, so we are going to bounce over to the next part, are socially acceptable and unacceptable because, well, blunt works best. Yes, it does. Okay, so I'm going to start out with my socially acceptable along the um, lines of attitude. Uh, I think... Again, understanding that being of a positive attitude, how much it can really help you just on um, your personal interactions, especially when you don't quite know who you are or where you're going with, you know, whatever your reasons for being social are, uh, it is socially acceptable to uh, go in and not necessarily over-engage. So if you're the person who goes into an event and you 're just listening and maybe doing the aha" uh-huh and commenting and the smiling that's acceptable you don't have to feel like you're um, have to be part of every single conversation right so that's my little uh I, I, I think a lot of people feel like they they have to constantly be talking or constantly be throwing information in
2: I like it uh, It's definitely an enjoyable. When you go that way, and my socially acceptable, you know, is, um, you know, sometimes it's okay to clarify what you have to say. So, um, you know, if someone's misunderstood you or if they're looking at you with this weird, you know, look, it's okay to say, hey, that's not what I meant. Yeah. And another thing is, uh, like, we're out, you know, with an attitude, we're drinking and all that. You know, if you order a nice glass of wine and you get the glass and it's warm or if it's got lipstick on the edge, you know, it's okay to say, can I have another glass? You know, you have to be rude about
0: it. gosh got shit on
2: it. No, just say, hey, do you, do you mind? You know, it definitely will. Uh, it's, it's totally okay. So
0: I like that. That's a good
2: one. Totally. And Speaking with attitudes, uh, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, hey, LB, you look nice today versus, hey, LB,
0: you look nice today. <laughs> okay, and that, that is very true. It yeah. is how you present it.
2: You know that totally changes the attitude. It's like you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, email's real bad with that too. I know sometimes you try to do you know email, and he was like, oh,
0: sarcasm doesn't work well in email. Not at all. <laughs> That's the thing. Is, and again, this is a really good kickback to what we're talking about with attitude. When you're one-on-one with somebody, people can pick up on attitude. They can pick up the nuances of whether you think you're being funny or trying to be funny or your intention is to be funny. When it comes to social media, anything where they're not standing in front of you, um, any kind of attitude, not going to be taken very well.
1: Email, textbook, uh, sorry. Email Facebook, text, text messaging, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Any Twitter. of that. It's really difficult to pick up on you know, people's nuances.
0: Innuendos, in, yes. In
1: those comments,
0: I would totally okay, agree. I was going to
1: add one um, acceptable yeah. thing as well, kind of relating back to what we were talking about before in terms of the holiday season. There's a lot of events and parties that people are going to. Um, I would say it's, it, it, it's generally always acceptable to, be able to, to go and interact with people, like in the venue that you're at. Yeah. If you're at a party and maybe you don't know some other people, you can kind of strike up a conversation, interact with them. It's pretty much acceptable at any time to be able to do that. There's a few exceptions, but for the most part right. it is. And I would say even more so in this holiday season. It's really acceptable to be able to, you know, engage with some new people, chit chat, maybe make some new friends. Go from yeah, down.
0: introduce yourself. Hey, you guys look like exactly. you're having a good time. My name is blah blah blah.
1: Totally. No, oh, I like that. That's people good. are a lot more open. People are even more open to that at this time of year.
0: I would agree. I would totally agree with that. Okay, now my favorite uh, <laughs> chocolate shop wine. A chocolate favorite red wine that makes.
2: For a fun addition to your holiday soirees, find them at your grocery store near you.
0: They were actually on the Today Show. They've been written up. They've gotten accolades Mm -hmm. and awards. They are way too much fun. And um, we're editing last week's show because we missed it. We got it on the recording, but we didn't get it on the live show. They're
2: bubbly. They're
0: chocolate shop bubbly. It's so delicious. Which is by far my favorite for a fun dessert. Now, this is is not a Bollinger or a high end champagne where it's going to be you know for everything. This is a fun dessert type of bubbly. So you want to be aware of what you're you're drinking this with and I always like to caution that because this isn't some people are like, "Oh, well that's not what I thought it was." No, right. this is a fun one. <laughs> it's, it's not
2: too sweet. It is definitely on the sweet side. Hey, my notes say this page is definitely this page intentionally left blank. This page intentionally left blank. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Love not that. Liked. You I've tried that chocolate here.
1: shop wine before. It's really good. You Tastes like,
2: like it? tootsie roll. Yeah, it's very nice. It's, it's good. I, I like you'll, if you've had their wine, you know you'll like their sparkling because yeah. it's not too sweet.
1: I haven't tried that before.
2: Yeah, so. it's really good. You know we'll
0: have to have you on the show before um, New Year so you can try it. Maybe I'll bring a bottle in. Yeah,
1: I like it. it sounds like a good plan.
0: I'm thinking I'm, we will. We'll uh, bring a, a good bottle, in for bottle for New the Year's uh, Eve.
1: pre-party or maybe the after-party. Yeah.
0: Uh, or maybe, maybe both. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. delicious. Nothing wrong with that.
0: I would say, do we have a pre-party flat planned yet?
1: Uh, there will be a pre-party.
2: don't have anything, anything oh. to announce yet, but we'll, we'll have something in the works.
0: This sounds intriguing. You have my attention it's again. Surprise surprised
2: when you look at it. The uh, bubbly comes in a champagne glass. It's got a dark red color. you would be like, oh, look, this must be like a Cabernet or Merlot, and you taste it, and you got that nice hint of chocolate. It, it surprises a lot of people.
0: It does. So. It's Pretty darn awesome. Okay, so, now um, we get to go to my favorite. Unacceptable. Yes, because this is what this is why I started the show. People were acting socially in an unacceptable way. Um, shy of stupid, right? Well, no, not shy of stupid. We're full <laughs> frontal stupid, okay? <laughs> and and again, you know, being social, I learned because this all started because I, when I came into the social realm, I was insecure. I didn't know what was expected, so a lot of this came from me going, okay, how do you know? how to behave. How do you know what's expected? How do you know, especially coming from somebody like me who didn't have a whole lot. I wasn't raised wealthy. You know, we were poor. I didn't have those social graces. I didn't know what was acceptable, what wasn't acceptable. Um, and that's why I thought we need to have something that kind of gives people an idea so they can go into these things feeling a little bit more empowered and, and a little less, you know, feeling bad about themselves. So, the socially unacceptable is my very blunt way of saying, knock it the hell off. <laughs> so my knock it the hell off is, don't let your attitude control you. Very true. A, a lot of people let their, their thoughts and ideals and opinions drive what's going on in their social se- setting or their oh, yeah. social interactions. You are more than an opinion. And if you go back to what we were first talking about—the true nature of socializing, listening, showing interest, uplifting, and celebrating—you're not going to go wrong. But if you let your attitude take control of you, or your opinion, or somebody says something that you know maybe it's just a flippant little comment and you get all fired up about it—and I mean, truly, you're the only experience you're really truly going to squish is your own. Yeah.
2: No, I'll go into socially acceptable. uh friend of mine, she's dating. Are not dating, but kind of like went out on a date with a guy, and she he didn't. She sends a, he sends a text. She didn't respond right away. She's like, "Oh, so you're just ignoring me?" And she's like, "Working, right? You know, she can't <laughs> reply."
0: He he couldn't possibly be working too, right?
2: So he's like, <laughs> like, "Oh, well, you just ignore me, just like everybody else in the world." I was like, "You know, it's so unacceptable to put your problems on everybody else." Oh,
0: I like that. Come
2: on. You know, it's and, and you know we all we all know this. You know, so it's just like, dude, chill out. It's let it go. And I see this in parties. I see that one girl or guy sitting in the corner, and they're like, yeah, no one's here for me. She's a hoe. He's a dick. Yeah, whatever. It's kind of like, you know, it's you control your attitude when you walk in the door. Yeah. Put a smile on. It's been proven. Not just the Zig Ziglar's or the Anthony Robbins. I guarantee you. You wake up in the morning, in a bad mood, put a smile on. Even if you don't want to just kind of grimace and like, I feel good. I feel good. I feel good. And then yeah. in a little while, it'll, it'll grow on you.
0: Exactly. No, I think that's a really good point. A lot of people do come into an event and they're expecting everybody to make them happy. That's not everybody's job. Yeah. Very true. That's nobody's job but your own. There's only one. That's a whole in, in, entitled thought process.
1: I'd also add in another unacceptable, which is, you know, back on the topic of a lot of the holiday events and whatnot. Make sure you uh, drink in moderation.
0: Oh, please
1: do. That, that, that's the other thing. No, you're limited. there's so many events going on, and there's also a lot of people who don't go out that often. Oh, yeah. And so they're mm. kind of out maybe for the first time in a few months or whatever. It's the hosted and bar,
2: too, sometimes, you know.
1: What's that? The hosted bar. Sometimes
2: they, oh, they, yeah. they do the hosted bar. I was like, they oh, take I mean, it way too sometimes far. Sometimes
1: people get a little bit uh, overzealous with that. And obviously that's that's really not a good look for you or your you know friends or other people at the event. So you want to make sure you... You know, drinking moderation.
4: moderation
0: and you know, this don't is get totally, smashed. I, I love this because this is totally funny. This last week, I relaunched on um, uh, the LB Duchess socially savvy blog. I did a blog last year oh, called "Socially Savvy Drinking," yeah. and we broke it down and talked a little bit about um, why you don't want to overindulge. And one of the things that dawned on me because of where we are budget-wise, you know, with our economy, people are very conscious of the money they're spending. And I loved this. Drinking is expensive. Don't be the one to waste people's money by messing up their buzz.
4: That's true. It's a
0: very practical thought process. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I, I just, people crack me up.
2: A lot of people do. You know, I'm not saying we're all perfect because I know I'm not. But there are sometimes, there are some people that are chronic,
0: chronic. Well, you need to know what kind of drinker you are. Yeah. Are you a, a happy drinker? Are you a don't drink often? Are you an obnoxious drinker? Are you loud, are you angry, or are you a sleeper? You're going to fit into one of those categories. Know where you fit in and then kind of work around those. I mean, a sleepy drinker? No, but you're fine. You don't have to worry about anything except make sure you're propped up in in, in a place in the room appropriately. (laughs) I have one picture of a not true Victoria's Secret model from Halloween where girlfriend almost slid underneath the table. Now, I did the classy thing. I did not post it, although everybody in the world wanted me to. It was so funny. No, so we, funny. Been,
2: we've been at bars where we're watching, and, like, they're all sitting at the table, and we'll all turn to the right, and you'll be like, that girl's leaning.
0: Leaning, leaning hard. She's going to fall. And we're like, you don't see nothing because it's like a train wreck. You're like, this yeah. isn't really going to happen. This isn't really going to happen. Boom. Yep. Falls right over. A happy drinker is somebody else. If you're a happy drinker, you really don't have a whole lot you have to worry about. But if you're one of the other ones where you don't drink often, you have two drinks. It might be like a freight train hitting you. So you want to be aware, if you're a smaller build person, if you don't have a lot of body fat on you, you have to remember that alcohol is going to go straight into your bloodstream like somebody IV'd you with it. Right. <laughs> you know, somebody like me who has a little extra cushion, we I've got a little bit more body mass that can kind of absorb that, so I have a little bit of flexibility. Um, the obnoxious drinker, those are the ones that usually get thrown out of the bar.
1: That sometimes happens.
0: And you, you just have to know. So my advice is know what kind of drinker you are.
1: I think that's really too? good advice.
2: <laughs> it is, and drink water for your, you know. Oh, drink lots of water. Just um,
1: another tip, you know, have a spacer in between your drinks. That can help yep. even things out.
2: I mean, if you're prone to get drunk, that's. I mean, we're not trying. I, at least I'm not trying to say you shouldn't get drunk. And if you're the kind that drinks and you want to be happy and all that, that's that's okay. You know, if you want to get stupid, that's fine. Know your situation. Get Don't stupid at a house party, not friend. out in public. Don't call out your best friend. Don't oh, geez. touch me feeling. Don't lift that skirt up, guys. Don't, you know, it's okay to get drunk on your own dime. Don't
0: use drinking as an excuse to do something completely inappropriate.
2: Oh, Lord.
0: There we go. Just said it.
2: Yep. Blood works.
0: Seattle Wine Exchange, your personalized wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized service to the wine enthusiast. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personalized wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior quality wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com.
2: Thank you, thank you. So many fun events coming
0: up. I love Be- the season. Ugh.
2: Be sure to check our Facebook page for social events throughout the week.
0: So I geared most of the events this week around the wine tasting world because we have Woodenville, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fabulous. They have some of the Best events coming up. Um, They've got their community tree lighting on Friday, November 30th from 5.30 to 6.30. This is a free, family-friendly tree lighting, and it will take place at Chateau Saint-Michel. They feature live holiday music, hot cider, and more.
2: Got to be there. Sounds like fun. Oh, it is. It's total fun. St. Nick's had night wine tasting Friday, November 30th from 7 to 9.30. That's over... uh,
0: where is that at? That's, a, that's actually a wine tasting. You can go to their website and you can um, buy tickets. Over 40 wineries are participating and showcasing their wines along that savory and sweet bites filled with um, that they have at the ballroom at Chateau Saint-Michel for this new winter in Woodinville kickoff event. Oh, it's event. two events
4: at Woodinville.
0: It's, a, it's two I mean, nights.
4: It's Chateau Saint-Michel. It's,
0: yes. So Chateau starts off with the tree lighting, and then they are part of the St. Nick's at night wine tasting, which is allows you folks? to bounce. Yes, that yeah. is most definitely... And then you also have the Open House Wine Weekend, Saturday and Sunday, December 1st and 2nd, from 11 to 4. And there's 45 wineries who are going to be participating in that. They're going to have annual holiday tastings. Tickets include commemorative wine glasses, a tasting book, note bag, holiday swag, and shopping coupons to use at participating wineries. So if you're looking at buying some wines for the holiday season, you've never really done it. You want them for hostess gifts or you've got some very special dinners coming up, this is a great way to talk to some of these winemakers, talk to some of the people behind you say, this is the kind of dinner I'm having, what kind of wine do I want? They'll let you taste what they have available, and they'll give you great suggestions because they love, love, love sharing this stuff with you.
1: Totally. It sounds like a great uh, event.
0: So both those events,
2: plan ahead. If you're prone to drinking, get a cab. There's Willow's Lodge
0: there. You can Mm -hmm. always uh, get a room.
2: Reserve ahead of time. Yep. Uh, if you have a bag, large bags, be sure you you know you, you you pack appropriately. It's going to get warm inside, but cold outside, so be sure you know don't not bring the big parka.
0: Yeah. Be be prepared. So, any other wine events? woodenvillewinecountry.com dot com for the lowdown on what's happening in Woodenville in the wine tasting rooms. Almost all of them are going to have some kind of a holiday party where they're going to be featuring. Some of them will have musicians come in. Some of them will have appetizers. They bring out some of their special wines, uh, just a whole lot of fun.
2: Some of our friends uh, that are down in Woodinville wanted me to remind that during the week, sometimes they are open. Check their websites, check them out. They usually make sure they're what their hours are, yeah. But they're there. It's a good time. If you want to find out more about the wine, show up during the week, ask the questions. Then, yeah, talk to you. They may even talk your ear off.
0: Yeah, that's what we love about them. Okay, so for all of our socially savvy fans, be sure to like us on our Facebook page to be entered into drawings for our prizes. Um, we announced those at the beginning of the month, so good luck. We want to thank our sponsors for tonight's um, show, Pearl Bar and Wine.
2: Thank
0: you. Pearl Bar and Wine. Wow, I am yes. losing my mind. Pearl Bar and Restaurant. yes. <laughs> I was thinking wine when I typed this. Wow.
1: Yes.
0: Chocolate Shop. They do have
1: good wine, though.
0: They do. Chocolate Shop Wines, um, Girly Girl Wines, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetic, Kind Bars, and Pop Chips. Everybody, we want you to have a socially savvy week. We know that the holidays have started, so please make sure that you're being safe um, and responsible when it comes to your drinking and partying. Everybody have a socially savvy week. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.